Schneck Medical Center, leading transformation and advancing health. This is Schneck Radio. Here's Bill Klaproth. Always tired throughout the day? Wake up feeling like you were hit by a truck? Maybe you are not getting healthy sleep. And here to talk healthy sleep with us is Susan Wynn, Director of Respiratory and Sleep Services at Schneck Medical Center. Susan, thank you so much for being on with us. Let's start right here. Why is sleep so important? Um, Well, I don't think people realize that a lot of health issues um, are caused by lack of sleep, Um, heart attacks, heart failure, high blood pressure, diabetes, strokes, weight gain, depression, a lot of health issues result from not getting enough sleep. So by not getting sleep, it puts stress on our internal organs and body? Yes, it does. Um, So what does sleep do at night then? It regenerates our organs? It gives them a chance to rest and rebuild? It does. A lot of hormones are produced at night while you sleep, and um, obviously they impact a lot of your organs and systems. And Uh, You do double the risk of death of cardiovascular disease if you don't get at least um, seven to eight hours of sleep. Double the risk? Oh, my. Yes, it's it's a big deal. Susan, we hear high achievers say, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I don't have time for sleep. I can survive on four hours. Really, that's a fallacy then, and eventually that's going to catch up with you. Is that right? Yes, it does, and usually, unfortunately, that's later in life that it does catch up with autoimmune issues and on all those other things I mentioned. Uh, and that's, I, I think that's why people don't address it early in life is because they don't feel those effects till later. So sleep really is the function that really protects ourselves from future diseases down the road. And in fact, I would, I would go on to say then that healthy sleep makes everyday life better right now in the present, not just for what could happen in the future. Absolutely, yes. Um, it's linked to uh, you know delay in response, um, just mental alertness, things like that, that that you need every day. You need those, those hours of sleep to, to be able to function at your best. It is interesting. There are life coaches and doctors and people such as yourself now that are coming out and saying, people are asking them, what is your key to success? How do you get ahead in life? And people are starting to cite sleep. That people overlook it, they take it for granted, and it is so important to lead not only a healthy life, but to be at your best every day. Right. So what constitutes healthy sleep? Well, um, one of our physicians is a big, big proponent of the the thing he says does the best for everyone is to get up the same time every morning. Um, that resets your body clock, so it, it just so that you can go to sleep at night. But getting up at the same time, even weekends and holidays, and that's something that people tend to not want to do. They like to sleep in, but that's one of the things that that can impact your your good patterns of sleep the most. Uh, you know, getting a full night's sleep like we just discussed, on a regular basis. And eight hours is the recommended number. Um, Avoid naps and uh, just keep a regular schedule. So when we speak of healthy sleep, I know there are different stages of sleep. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I believe that deep sleep is really where you get the restorative benefits. Can you uh, tell us about the stages of sleep and which ones are the ones we're, we're trying to get to every night? Um, most people know it as REM sleep. They've changed some of those terms, but yes, the REM sleep is the restorative and 
that's what we monitor in the sleep lab is, you know, to make sure that people are getting to that stage. And a lot of people who leave in the morning and say they didn't sleep all night never get to that point. And that's obviously the point of testing is to identify that as the issue and, and deal with that however that needs to happen. So, yeah, the REM sleep is the key. So for someone listening, how do you know if you're getting REM sleep? What are the symptoms of, of not getting REM sleep then? Um, all those symptoms we mentioned, the mental alert, alertness, that you know, you can get headaches, you can get fatigue, things like that. Um, but we do have to monitor it, an EEG is an actual, the, the proof that you actually get there. Um, a lot of home sleep testing will test the breathing and the heart rate and things like that, but they don't actually test the EEG portion of the sleep. And that is the key to tell what stage sleep someone actually achieves at night. So when should someone come see the doctor, a sleep specialist like yourself? Um, if, if they're having symptoms of, you know, heart difficulty, concentrating, um, problems, you know, functioning, but any symptoms of health issues, of course, that we mentioned, um, you know, the blood pressure, the um, the blood pressure primarily is usually what, what alerts people the most. Um, a lot of um, health professionals are not really, sleep is a fairly new um, a new science, new in the fact that it's not, you know, 300 years old. Um, but a lot of health professionals aren't really um, knowledgeable about the effects of sleep. So that's why it's important to, uh, you know, look it up yourself and educate yourself on, on what sleep can do to you. But, um, you know, if you get diabetes or especially the type 2 diabetes, it's something to, to look at and question. And what about sleep apnea and snoring? Obviously, those are signs that someone should go see a sleep specialist. They are. Um, snoring is, is probably one of the biggest um, the biggest symptoms of obstructive sleep apnea. However, um, people, everybody that snores does not have that. Um, but we do recommend that if you do snore and if you do feel unrested after a, a full night of eight hours of sleep, that you definitely talk to your doctor about that. So if you're waking up tired every morning and you're not a snorer, you sleep, you sleep quietly through the night, you're not snoring, and you're getting the seven to eight hours, but you still wake up tired, is it, do we all wake up tired or, or is that a definite symptom? It is a, it is a pretty definite symptom. There, there might be something else, but that's usually uh, a sign that, that something isn't, isn't quite right. It, there are other um, things other than obstructive sleep apnea that you can have. You can have um, um, insomnia-type symptoms, but um, and you can have, like, an actual um, central apnea that's your brain not telling your body to breathe. So it's not necessarily obstructive, but there are other reasons why, why you would need to, to talk to your doctor about your sleep issues. And what is the symptom of that, and how would you know that if you are sleeping, how would you know that you have that happening? Is it up to your partner um, to notice that? Well, maybe uh, they may not know it if you don't make noise. You know, the obstructive sleep apnea is usually a, a audible sound that you'd make usually, but um, the, the central apnea doesn't necessarily do that, so you wouldn't necessarily know. Headaches in the morning is a is a one of the symptoms, but it doesn't the absence of that doesn't necessarily indicate that you don't have it. So a headache and tiredness are, are the main symptoms. Okay, High so blood let's talk about again. Okay. 
Gotcha. And, and let's talk about healthy sleep tips. You gave us one earlier. Get up at the same time every morning, even on the weekends. You know, people want to sleep in, but you're suggesting you, you consistently get up at the same time every morning. Can you give us some other healthy sleep tips? Okay. Um, you know, they may sound real obvious, but um, you know, don't consume caffeine after lunch. That's usually um, difficult for people to do. Um, alcohol within six hours of bedtime can also um, cause you not to be able to get into that REM sleep. Um, smoking before bedtime can um, cause you not to sleep. Going to bed hungry can, can cause you to wake up at night. Um, exercising within six hours of bedtime kind of revs up your metabolism and makes your body hard, you know, hard to calm down and get into a good deep sleep. Um, going to bed with the TV on, things like that are more disruptive than you really think they are. Um, it's just not a good good habit to get into. And when you do go into the bedroom, just go there to sleep and don't don't do other activities that might, um, you know, get into rituals that keep you from sleeping. So electronics, you mentioned there, stay away yeah. from the smartphone. Don't be checking Facebook in bed. Right. Things like that. And what about these sleep apps? There's, uh, these apps are, that are out now that have these soothing voice and calming tones, and they, they tell you to let go of the day and clear your mind and breathe deep, relax. They basically coach you to sleep. Are those worthwhile? Um, I, I can't say that I have had a lot of experience with that, so I can't really answer that. But there are a lot of things that can soothe, and so I, I think if it works for you and it seems to help, I, I would be a proponent of that. Well, that's good advice. If you find something that does work for you, um, go ahead and use that. I just want to follow up. You had mentioned don't go to bed hungry. What should someone eat then if they are hungry before Bad. Obviously, you don't want to have a big steak dinner. What, no. would, what would be something light, good to eat? Yeah, a light snack, crackers, um, things like that. But again, you know, I wouldn't want to give that advice without uh, physician um, support on that because a lot of people do have reflux and things like that that they're not supposed to eat before bedtime. So it, it, it's, just, it's just a general rule, just don't go to bed really hungry. Um, so just a light snack, just crackers, things like that. And why should someone choose Schneck Medical for their respiratory and sleep needs? Um, well, we feel like we give really good service, and um, we do sleep studies seven nights a week. A lot of sleep labs don't. Um, we do them on the weekends, and we also have the home testing option that you can take the device home and bring it back, and we get the results back um, within three days most of the time. Um, we feel like we have we have board certified physicians reading the studies, um, and we really just appreciate your business. So the take home test that sounds like something new. I haven't heard of that, or is that a long time practice? Uh, it's it's been um, just kind of come to the forefront in the last five years. Definitely the last two years. It's something that um, it's obviously more convenient for people, and they feel like they. Um, Well, for some people, it seems like a, a really convenient option to be able to take the, the test 
home with them. Well, Susan, thank you so much. This has been very enjoyable talking to you and learning more about healthy sleep. For more information, visit schneckmed.org. That's schneckmed.org. This is Schneck Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.